Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Torah Radio Show, your home for sim racing news. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of the Toro Radio Show. I am, of course, your host for the American versions of the show, Ben Williams. With me, as ever, is my um, co-driver, I guess you can say, Louis Satterley. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, Louis? I'm not too bad. Just getting my sim racing fix leading up to the show, and had my sim racing fix all weekend and after the show I'm going to get more of my sim racing fix hey that sounds like a good idea I think I'll do the same sim racing yes because did I forget sim racing yes because welcome to the Toro radio show where we do occasionally talk about sim racing news or sim racing yes or random bike and rugby topics if Matt's hosting anyway um joining yeah, stuff us stuff that Ben doesn't like yeah I mean it's not relevant, but anyway, um, joining us for this show is Eric, and I'm probably still going to pronounce this incorrectly. Um, Eric Phil Grace, Phil Grace, Phil Garris. Phil Garris. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, I've heard worse pronunciations yeah. of your. I, I, I was I was almost going to say it, but I had I just had to see what you were going to say. <laughs> yes, Eric Phil Garris. It's, it's if you had it's all good. Um, Eric, well, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Yeah, let's just start with talking about you. Um, what do you do? I I know you're a racer. You do some coaching. Yeah, so um, you know, been racing my whole life uh, since I was five and karting and all that stuff. And you know, currently what what I do and what fills up a lot of my time is private coaching. I'm an instructor for Monticello Motor Club, which is in Monticello, New York. I'm an instructor for uh, Porsche Track Experience, which is Porsche's driving school for the United States, and and uh, all of that keeps me busy. So, I'm typically at a racetrack somewhere. Mm-hmm. And just just to give everybody a little bit of highlights, uh, your professional racing background. I'm let's go into that because uh, there's you've been dabbled in a little bit of everything. I could say on that when it comes to historic racing or modern racing as well. Yeah, um, you know the different types of cars: open wheel, uh, sports cars. Um, prototypes uh nascar as of recently nascar in europe so pretty much uh, a lot of different things i tested a late model at new Smyrna speedway in uh november um so that was one of the more later things that uh, uh is a little bit different that i've done and i'm open to pretty much everything i mean uh there's there's so many different forms of of racing out there that everybody's so competitive in and and uh it, it's always interesting you know seeing what what it takes to be fast but yeah, I've I've been fortunate enough to drive some some different things, um, some of the different things that I that I have done, and uh, uh, accomplishments I guess would be uh, the F2000 Championship Series. We can talk a little bit about their esports um, deal that I, I ran a couple races into. But 2015 finished second in that championship and and moved over to the USF2000 Championship, ran the National Class Series where Lewis actually came to. Uh, one of my races in uh, Toronto, and that was a, a lot of fun. Um, ran that, won the championship in the national class, and uh, I've done some other cool stuff, uh, HSR and in uh, uh, 911, uh, 996 GT3 Cup car, ran uh, the HSR Classic 12 Hours in a, a retired Orica uh, FLM09 LMPC car, and um, last year I was actually called to uh, run a couple of 
uh, NASCAR's European races, uh, which were on road courses. So that was really cool and uh, looking to do more. So you trailed us off and you left us off perfectly. So you've been running in the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series eSports Championship, which we've covered it before. It is the only championship that is going on that is counting their eSports points towards the real championship. And you got to be in the mix of all things, I would say, because luck hadn't entirely been on your side from <laughs> what I've been seeing on that. But you've, you're racing up the big, against the big names. I mean, your own Bleak Molin is in that. Uh, a few other people in that as well. Your own's the only name that's actually coming to mind at the moment. I don't know why. But yeah, you know, uh, uh, Vil- talk more about that adventure. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun. The series needed to fill a void, as I think uh, is is very uh, very consistent across the board with any series that you see. IndyCar had their official series, and and uh, the big NASCAR Cup series. Um, you know, they're they're all trying to fill this void that that we've been left with, and to be able to still entertain their fans. And the exact same is with the the NASCAR uh, Wheel and Euro series. You know, even the the race that I did in Brands Hatch last year, we had 50,000 people that came out. So there is a following with this series, uh, obviously mostly in Europe, and that's where the the names are recognized. But um, they decided they wanted to do the same thing, and it's a pretty unique process and, and a decision that they've that they've come upon to uh, to to count the points towards their real racing series this year. I, I don't really know how exactly they'll do all of that, uh, and and how they'll uh, elect. However many points they decide to for the for the real series, um, you know. But but that was something that they mentioned, and I thought that was a really unique decision, considering uh, a lot of the places in Europe that you'll find are affected by cold weather in the wintertime, as you can imagine. So they have a really small window of, of which they can operate. You know, Ben, you mentioned you're in Pennsylvania, yep. so you're 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 kind of in a, a similar situation there. They oh, really want yes. to take advantage of, of the summer months, and so this is this is going to be affecting that. It's going to condense their schedule this year. Um, so they just, yeah. I, I think the other thing too is the drivers and and uh, and and the series officials probably were going a little stir crazy too. They needed they needed something to keep them sane, which I totally get. I think we all kind of get you on that one. Yeah. So you mentioned it on counting towards the real championship, and you're not entirely sure what percentage it would be because you were a wild card effectively because you're not racing in the full season, but you were invited to come and race on it. Was there? I mean. I think I already know the answer to this, and generally everybody else does, but just to satisfy everybody's curiosity, was there any special instruction towards you to not particularly affect the championship because you were a wild card, or they just pretty much let you have at it the way you should be going anyway? They didn't give me any sort of special instruction, uh, but the only thing that changed, I will say, from uh, uh, Daytona to uh, – no, I'm sorry – Brands Hatch, which was the official start of the eSports series. Daytona was uh, a non-points race. Brands Hatch to Watkins Glen, uh, they decided that the drivers who were not signed up for the full real championship this year had to enter a pre-qualifying stage because they actually uh, they, they added a couple more drivers in. They uh, allowed uh, guest drivers to come in. They had Brett Moffitt, who's a, a NASCAR Truck Series driver, come in and run the Watkins Glen race. And uh, they so they had some spots that were guaranteed. Most of the, of the guaranteed spots were the drivers that were going to race in the uh, the NASCAR Wheelan Pro Series, which is uh, the Elite One Championship that I uh, drove in a couple couple races last year. And um, I forgot what maybe it's still Elite Two or the NASCAR Two Series. Um, but you know the 
and, and I'll just explain that for a quick moment to all the listeners. So the NASCAR Wheel and Euro Series is probably one of the most unique series I've ever seen simply because there are two drivers per car, but they don't share the same race. They each have their individual races. So uh, Mirko Schultes, who was the owner of Mishu Motors that I drove with last year, he drove the Elite 2 championship races, and I drove the Elite 1 championship races. So that was the pro uh, that was the pro division, and the Elite Two was the amateur division. Or, you know, some series you'll see have uh, some kind of masters division where it's a particular uh, age group over whatever they decided to be, 45 or 50 years old, and they'll have those guys that will compete um, in there. And so, um, it was it was kind of the same, a little bit of the same thing in in the esports championship. But the only thing was they had the same. Two drivers, two cars, same livery, and maybe one was, you know, if the car's number was 70, like mine, um, the the pro would have 70, and the Elite 2 driver would have 170. Um, but by the time Watkins Glen has rolled around, and I don't know how many, uh, the next one that's coming up is Zanvoort in two, on Tuesday. Uh, I don't know how many drivers that they'll have in that one, but there were uh, just around or a little over 70 drivers that were looking to participate and the, the Watkins Glen race, and they only had 36 spots. So uh, because I was not a guaranteed driver for the season, they had me enter a pre-qualifying stage. I had to drive you know, within a, a certain amount of time or what they deemed would be the top whatever drivers they took, which I did. And then I got to, I got to enter the actual uh, qualifying process and everything that you saw when it was uh, streaming, but that was something that they changed, and I, you know, it makes sense. They want to have their drivers that they promote on a regular basis in real life uh, be the main stars. And and to to just a, another quick ad- addition, a little little comment. You talked about uh, uh, the the and Molins, and, and uh, you know they they've been involved in the series for a little while. They have Jacques Villeneuve, uh, Bobby Labonte ran actually the car that I drove last year in the first first weekend. I drove the second and third weekends. So. Um, they're doing a really good job of promoting the series and, and bringing in names that people recognize and want to see. Well, that pretty much covered all that whole subject. Yes. <laughs> good job. So, so, good job on that one. Yeah. So, um, were you a sim racer before this whole thing started, or um, like, did you have experience with it before, or are you like one of the recent transports that this whole crisis thing has kind of caused? I'm not I'm not uh, entirely new to it, mm-hmm. but I will say I'm spending more time doing it than before. I, I had a rig and, and, and everything like that and something that I kind of put together on my own. Um, more recently, I will say within the last six months, a little bit more serious from the equipment front. I switched from a, a Logitech to uh, the, the – the, is you guys can help me with this. Is it Fanatec or is it Fanatic? Because I've, I've, I've heard seen it, people say it both ways. I have I've too. Heard it both, I, believe, I believe it's regional. I, I think it's – Fanatic. I think that's the proper pronunciation. Well, I've, I uh, I went ahead and invested in uh, a club sport uh, wheel and club sport inverted pedals, pedals, and I've really enjoyed the feel of them. Well, uh, obviously, over over the Logitech stuff, so that's made a big difference. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, well, no, I got to get you over to the house and try my Thrustmaster stuff, and then I can try <laughs> your Fanatic stuff. So I'm anxious true. to try Fanatic myself. Yeah, you, what you've done essentially is done the, the sim racing equivalent uh, equipment equivalent of jumping from a Mazda to a from like a Mazda MX-5 to a Mazda prototype basically yeah I think so (laughs) yeah 
and, and talking about the equipment, I will actually say uh, what what got me in the idea of using the the fanatic stuff uh, specifically was actually if you're familiar with Glenn McGee. Um, Glenn was a uh, iRacing champion for the Mazda MX-5 Cup, and mm. because he won the championship on iRacing, he actually got a shot to do the shootout in real life, and he won. And a couple years oh, ago, excellent. he competed in the uh, the, the Mazda uh, Global MX-5 Cup championship. He and I were, were working a uh, Lucas Oil School of Racing. Uh, I think it was a school or a, some two-day racing series together. We were both instructors. And he was the one that was actually talking to me about equipment. And I thought, you know, who, who better than someone who's won an iRacing championship than, than to, to take advice like that from? So um, to answer your question, more recently I've become more invested in it. But uh, also m- most recently I've, I've had more time to be able to, to drive more. Mm-hmm. As everyone has. Uh, how have you been finding the transition between doing all the real life races to more of the sim racing side? Has it been um, as kind of like jarring as it has appeared to be to some of the other real life racers that are kind of being forced into this realm now? Or is it pretty relaxed? Um, m- maybe more on the jarring side. A little bit of both. And, and I think you know, both of you will probably agree. When you saw the IndyCar race at uh, at Indianapolis, oh, yes. you know, I I, I, I think that was a, a really prime example of real life racing drivers that um, were put into this situation and they wanted to continue. The series wanted to put on a show, and so did the drivers. And some of the drivers took it very seriously. I think all the drivers, in, in the in the sense of a time commitment, took it very seriously. But there's too much of a dynamic where um, there's there's less consequence, right? So when you force somebody off the road or, or, or hit them, um, it can become frustrating. And I think probably, at least in my viewpoint, it's frustrating if you invest so much time into the driving, the getting good part of it, only to have someone who takes it slightly less serious uh, than you to, to take you out. So I think because of that dynamic, it can become... Um, a little bit more on the jarring side, but honestly, and it's in probably more recently, what I've done is I've entered just random races that uh, don't have any sort of value to them or any sort of weight on I rating or safety rating, um, not because I want to take people out, but just to have fun again. I think that's the thing to remember. There's a lot of there's a lot of weight being put on these esport races. And it is, uh, it's, you know, like I said, it's a lot of, a lot of time investment. So there's a little bit of mix of both, but the comparison between the, you know, the real life and the, and the, uh, and the sim stuff, there are some really unique, um, parts of it that I think I'll, I'll say that, you know, like it's, it's maybe hard to explain or maybe I'm not using the, the right words, but I was talking to my buddy, Patrick Gallagher. So Patrick's raced in IMSA and, and, and he and I both agreed for whatever reason, we get really nervous before qualifying for one of these races, and we don't know like like way more nervous than we do in a like a real race car. And I don't know, maybe it's it's the environment, like in the race car, you get to be in the zone, kind of in your own. But um, that part's been been pretty interesting to 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 deal with. So um, it's a great tool, and and uh, I think I think you guys know this as well. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. uh, and, and will and will certainly agree with me. But, uh, you know, there's some differences, there's some similarities, and I've enjoyed it. So, going on to the kind of the jarring aspect of it, because you do have experience in real-world cars and the virtual world now when it comes to iRacing, and 
New Garden put a pretty interesting out outlook on how the real life IndyCar handles as opposed to the virtual IndyCar. What are you finding the major difference are we'll say for instance between the Euro NASCAR or the car that you drove in the Euro NASCAR series versus the iRacing Cup car, which obviously two different machines altogether, but they do have a similar handling characteristic, I would imagine, in real life, because they're big, heavy cars going around tight, twisty circuits, which they're not really designed for. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Um, to 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 the comment about Joseph, I, I certainly agree with what he was saying in terms of the tire model or how you know the tire works. Like in 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 the real world, the Indy cars will be allowed a little bit more slip angle and and the physics phys, physics of it and how it works and things like that. And what they were experiencing in iRacing was it didn't really allow them um, that that uh, that that window of of slippage. And I think that yeah, in some you of the models it to a uh, more precise driving model as opposed to being able to slide it. I think so. I think so. So the I, I suppose the the conclusion of that is. You try to adjust as a driver and drive the car on iRacing to whatever its limits are and to be consistent and to be fast. But to your point, um, the similarities between what I experienced in real life and what you know what, what we've what the challenges have been to drive this car in iRacing have been very similar. You know, it's they are big heavy cars and they're extremely hard to slow down. You know, one of the challenges I faced the first time I ever drove the car in real life which was actually practice session number one on the first weekend I showed up. I didn't have any, any testing opportunity before that. My, my um, mistake that I was making or the biggest mistake that I was making that was the hardest to overcome is looking at a, a, a brake trace on you know some sort of data acquisition system I'm used to sports cars or lighter lighter cars than this NASCAR where you know the 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 brake trace spikes up immediately and you have this trail off almost immediately as well because you're trying to roll speed into the corner and it wasn't quite the case with the NASCAR car because the 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 time and the effort it takes to slow the car down for the corner is so much more and and very different than what I was experiencing in some lighter cars and that's certainly the case that it reflects in in iRacing as well so I think the real world stuff has prepared me for how I'm supposed to be driving the car in iRacing now the 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 thing I have to remember is to not jump from like a you know the NASCAR car in iRacing to uh, you know like a Formula Three car where the the physics are are so different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also say the difficult part uh, for our NASCAR Wheelin uh, Euro Series esports races have been that the Cup cars in iRacing have far more power than the uh, than, than the the Euro cars that they use in real life. I think it's something like. Like the iRacing Cup cars have, I think, 750 horsepower, and the NASCAR uh, Euro Series cars in real life have 450 horsepower. So, the wheel spin that we receive in in real life have become actually come from a, a little bit of a harder tire compound than they were using the years before, as opposed to the the wheel spin we're receiving in iRacing is coming from just tons of horsepower. I would. Say. I was going to say just from stomping on it too hard. Seriously, seriously, but. The level of uh, discipline, I would say, is very similar between real world and iRacing. Absolutely. So, besides iRacing, is there any other type of sim that you are currently involved with? I mean, I know me and you have played with it a couple times going over to each other's house. We've done Gran Turismo once or twice, but anything that in particular that has you fully engulfed besides iRacing, or is it just strictly iRacing right now? It's really just been iRacing, and... 
uh, I guess I'll bring it back to before the, the quarantine actually happened. It was pretty much the only thing that I was doing. Um, I, I wasn't looking into anything else, but I have uh, driven other people's rigs, like using uh, a Settle Corsa and things like that. And I think that there are other, you know, really comparable um, uh, uh, systems out there. Or uh, I don't, want, I don't want to say games because it is, a, it is a true simulator. It's, it's the closest thing um, that that I would say to, to getting to real life, but. Um, I would agree that there are, there are other uh, avenues, but this is the only thing I've been using. Gotcha. And you you kind of danced around the subject. You just said you didn't want to call it a game, that it's more of a simulator. Basically what I'm trying to get at is what's your opinion on ProDriver saying it's just a game? I don't think it's fair because um, that's probably what their frustration is is leading them to say. It's tough. It is really, really hard. And it takes, a, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort to get good at something like this. <clears throat> and what I can tell you is two of, two of my friends and guys that, that I know that are actually good uh, at the sim uh, as well as in real life are Scott Andrews and, and Robbie Foley. And, and they're really good at the sim stuff because they spend so much time doing it. They've invested uh, the time and research in making sure they have the appropriate equipment to do it. Um, so I, I don't think it's fair for maybe pro drivers to say it's just a game. If they want to criticize things like the tire models not feeling realistic, then I, I, I can side with them because I think I've driven some cars on iRacing that I feel uh, or in the moment when I'm driving and I feel like, ah, this, this probably doesn't feel totally real or uh, maybe some of the physics and how the, tire, like the tires would work. The example I would give is, the NASCAR that we're using for the esports, the the Euro Series esports races, the tires in that uh, degrade from the moment you leave pit lane. So the secret, especially for when everybody was totally new to it, the first race that we ran at Daytona was, was to creep around the entire course, uh, exiting pit lane uh, from the from the time that you were doing setting up for qualifying, exiting pit lane. I mean, just like you know, 70 miles an hour to try to not degrade the tires. Um, so obviously race cars don't work like that in real life and tire models or, or, you know, real life tires don't work like that. You have to get heat into them and, and then it takes a couple laps for them to actually work pretty well. Um, things like that. I would allow people to criticize, but after, you know, and I'll bring it back to the Indianapolis IndyCar race. I think they were, um, they were using verbiage or, or certain vocabulary a little too loosely and I don't think that what they were taking into consideration was um, people like you were just explaining, you know, sim racing is all you have. Real racing is really expensive. And I think that in certain cases, sim racing can be really expensive as well. You, you, uh, you, can, ha- you can have a lot of money tied up into the equipment that it requires to be good. Obviously, you, want, you need the time training. But mm-hmm. I think they insulted a lot of people who maybe respected a lot of these drivers, looked up to them. And we're very happy that these drivers were in their world for once. And uh, I, I see a lot of people, and myself included, I jumped on uh, a couple of different lobbies through you know this whole quarantine. That's that's where everybody in the world is sharing this same experience. And I saw guys' names like Esteban Ocon, um, Nelson Piquet, and you 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 take that in for a moment. You're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm I'm literally in a race or a practice session with this guy that does you know Formula One or or uh, or, or IMSA or NASCAR things like that. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of power and there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it when these guys have this opportunity. So um, I know it's a long drawn out uh, answer, but I, I I think it's not fair of them to say it's a game. I think it's supposed to be taken seriously. 
shares my sentiment on that. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> um, so, Eric, what's your opinion about this? Do you think that sim racing will continue on this high as soon as everything gets to, quote-unquote, back to normal? Or do you think that as soon as things get, quote-unquote, back to normal, it's just going to go back down to being its little niche thing that it was beforehand? Both. And, and what I mean by that is – and someone actually asked this question on Facebook a couple weeks ago, and, and that was my answer even then. Mm-hmm. I think the people who um, – you know, race car drivers that will go back to racing real cars or people that may not necessarily have all the time to be on a sim as much as maybe before, I think that their percentage of usage will drop off. But I've got to imagine there are so many new users of, of uh, like, well, you know, we use iRacing as the example. There are so many new users because of this. I think that these people are just opening up this this world and seeing uh, their first glimpse of it. And I think that their addiction will grow. So, you know, are you going to have uh, Joseph Newgarden on iRacing every single night uh, on, on a public lobby? Probably not. Uh, maybe. You never know. But... The important thing is you're you're attracting new people to the sport and to to you know just touch on something that I I think all of motorsports has been wondering for a long time is how do we get new people involved in racing when you have fan bases diminishing like what you've seen in recent years in NASCAR mm-hmm. I think a lot of a lot of people who are in charge of these, these series or, or maybe in charge of marketing for these series are scratching their head I think that this has probably been one of the best things to happen for racing because. You give somebody the opportunity to feel what it's like to drive a race car, even if it's virtually. You know, if you jump in a Legends car and you crash every single time, you're going to say, man, this is actually pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I think I, I think it, there's there's a lot of good from it. Um, and, and uh, you know, I here, here's what I think. I will use it more when I'm not. I don't have the the chance to be in a race car because even if I feel like the car isn't totally uh, 100% the same as the real car, the concentration level it takes in order to be good at doing, uh, you know, what we're what we're doing in the sim is real, and it's a it's a great tool. I was just gonna say you talked about being able to train and use the concentration level. Little story for outside of, or everybody outside the show that me and Eric had for a while there, we were trying to, Eric was trying to get me in shape by running around the neighborhood here. And, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, do you specifically Eric. remember that we'd go out and my lung capacity was not very large at all. I think in total was like a 15 minute run. If that, and, uh, I'm completely whipped at this point. And Eric sends me inside the house. We fire up my sim for F one twenty, whatever it was at the time. And he sent me on a 20-lap race, starting dead last at Monaco. Absolutely. Says, Try not to crash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to be honest with you, having done that race numerous times without going out and exhausting myself beforehand, it was far easier doing it that way than being physically exhausted and then coming here and trying to focus. Yeah. So if you want a good idea, I can honestly say, if you guys want a good idea of what a race car driver goes through, and I can attest to it myself personally, is go out run until you run out of breath and you're tired and you don't want to move anymore and then go jump on a sim and try to drive and concentrate and not wreck. Because that's what you experience. (laughs) It's a pretty apt example. I can't... There was a quote about what it's like to be in a race car. It was something along the lines of it's like being in a 
room with an angry elephant trying to kill you or something like that. I don't remember what, exactly what it was, but that also works too. <laughs> well, there's a radio station here locally that me and Eric, I don't know if Eric listens to it, but uh, one of their promos is, I told you not to look and bear any eye, and then it does some sort of cutaway, and then it comes back to the same quote, and now you got to fight it. So yeah, yeah, that's honestly probably the best description I can give you. Whenever driving a go kart, which I have a lot of experience with endurance races as well, Eric's joined me on a couple of those. Yeah, and I can probably say it goes to the same thing when you're driving a real car. You know, you've looked the bear in the eye, and now you got to fight it. Absolutely, there's there's the the physicality side of it too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many people are listening to this that will like uh, go run around their neighborhood her hood and then jump on their sim, but um, more than welcome to try it. <laughs> uh, Eric, I know we were running out of time with you, but uh, if you want, go ahead and push all your socials so everybody knows how to find you or follow you or try to hook up with you on an iRace at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, the hardest part of this is my last name, which is F I L G U E I R A S, but it's Eric Filgaris Racing. Um, that's my uh, my YouTube and. Um, uh, my Facebook and Eric underscore Phil Garris is my Instagram and Twitter. And um, I really enjoy people connecting with me. A lot of folks that I'll get that are fans of, of cars um, or maybe fans of racing will oftentimes um, reach out to me and DM me, ask me how to get into racing. And I got to be honest, most of the time uh, for, for years past, I would say, you know, I started in karting and I think it's a, if, if you're looking at any sort of way to start, it's probably the most cost effective way uh, to to at least start to get into uh, a physical vehicle and then you know try to move on from cars. But quite honestly, I've changed that tune to sim racing uh, because you have a, a, a what would be a, a fixed cost of the equipment up front and maybe the subscription to something like iRacing. But uh, it's a it's a great training tool and it's obviously very proven because you know series like IndyCar and NASCAR have. Uh, leaned on to iRacing to entertain their real world fans while they weren't able to drive. So um, that's that's just another thing too, and and uh, uh, that's 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 my answer moving forward. How do you get into racing? We've been saying the very same thing on this show for a while now. <laughs> well, it's funny how we've been saying it for a while, and it took a whole bunch of pros to hop on to a. Uh, race during quarantine to mm-hmm. have them jump on board and then yep. don't sure. the same sentence. It only us. took a worldwide pandemic for people to realize that yeah, we were right exactly. all along. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on the show, Eric. Um, we're going to go ahead and move over into our section about um, our real-life r- racing esports equivalent roundups or whatever Jordan called them last week. So you're welcome to stay off of your opinion as we go through this. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Yep. All right. So first, we are going to talk about Lamar. Actually, for a couple of minutes, Lamar was a now. Actually, I think it was an, yeah. The ACL this is announced, the virtual R news, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. The ACL announced earlier this week that they will be ha- running a virtual 24 hours of Lamar on the weekend that it was originally scheduled for. So that's June 13th to the 14th. Um, they will be running a virtual edition of that on our Factor 2. Um, the race will be held using the Orica 07 Gibson, the Porsche 911 RSR, the Aston Martin Vans GTE, the Corvette C7R, and the Ferrari 488 GTE. 
Um, Which that's news in and of itself with the Ferrari because that is not currently in game. So that is content that is coming out before this race, obviously. So that's yeah. And apparently there's a GT3 model of it as well that is coming out. Yeah. Which effectively is the same car, just in performance yeah, levels are say, a little bit different. Yeah, the same car, aren't they? Yeah. Okay. It all comes back to the whenever there was initial toxic conversions between GTE and GT3 cars in the real world, and you saw a few cars that were kind of essentially the same car but different. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird, but um, yeah, I think that's probably great news. And I've I've heard mixed things that um, well, I think the biggest part of the news on that is that. It's four driver teams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I remember reading that. Two of them have to be pros mm-hmm. from the real world, so you you got a quite the plethora of racers that are going to look to get in on that as pro drivers. Yeah, and then you have two sim racers. Now I've heard that it is from some people that it's invite only for the sim racers perspective, and I haven't physically read anything about it that says it's invite only for sim racers. So I would imagine there's probably going to be a qualifying format or something or other or they haven't announced that it's going to be invite only and I simply haven't seen it so I'm I'm not entirely sure what's going on on that aspect of it because I have to admit being that R factor which everybody who listens to the show as a late is my sim that I like to race on I would thoroughly try like hell to get into that particular race (laughs) yeah Especially um, if pro drivers are going to be involved on it. Yeah, it, apparently there's a total of 50 entries, and that's must be the cap, and it's only going to be the LMP2, the LMP2 and GTE class. So that's I I find this really interesting that they also chose R Factor 2, considering how popular iRacing has been of late. But I don't believe iRacing has any of these vehicles except for the oh wait no. Iracing the RS the Ferrari BMW oh yeah and the, and the uh, BMW and I think they have on this list. they have the C6R not the C7R well C7 is the one that's in game I can tell you that yeah. much I know R factor has a C7R from stock so okay yeah um let's see. Well, I think and you hinted on it and I've seen a few other people talk about it and actually the prime argument I have on this on why they went with R Factor mm-hmm. is simply because R Factor has the official license with Le Mans right now. Okay. The circuit. And they have cars that are much more closer to the modern day stuff with the Orica LMP2 in particular, with it being your top class car. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only one that's really outdated on there is the Corvette C7R. Because obviously they're onto the new C8. Yeah, technically, yes, that would be the case. Yeah, so that's the only car that's really out of date, and not to mention you get, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, full day to night cycle, and you can throw rain inside of it. Yep. Which the weather I think is the big selling point on this one. Yeah. Um, I this particular article that I pulled up about the race doesn't say where and we'll be able to watch it. It does say that it will be covered with. Ink. English commentary and a live TV studio in quotes for some reason. Presentation from Paris will feature special guests and that. Um, the, well, as soon as I, I I read the same article you did, as soon as I heard broadcast in English, the only thing I kind of hope like heck I heard or that I'm reading through the lines on that mm-hmm. is that our colleagues over there on Midweek Motorsport and cover all other 
IMSA things and World Global Racing Championships are the ones that are going to get the call up on. I, I mean, I you would think they would, considering how long they have been covering the Le Mans race. Yeah, think I would have would to say they obvious. would be because and, they are the voice of yeah. Le Mans. And um, they've also had a lot of warm-up doing the um, IMSA series over on iRacing, so it's familiar with how that works. Exactly. Yes. Speaking of which, um, we actually do have... We should also talk about that. Um, uh, and before you carry on, actually okay. carrying on to that race, I believe Porsche is... Porsche early on in the week was the first manufacturer to confirm. I haven't seen anything since confirming anybody else manufacturer-wise that are supporting that particular event. So okay. Porsche Motorsport globally has jumped headfirst into the event. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also apparently the race is supposed to start at um, the equivalent of 9 a.m. Eastern on the 13th. So Yeah, that sounds about right. Yep. That's going to be very early, <laughs> and I'm going to that's be very. The, the time that it starts in the real world yeah, as well, I'm so that, still that makes sense. Very tired from Taurus Lamar, which we will <laughs> talk about more later in the show. Because anyway, <laughs> I mentioned the IMSA iRacing Pro Series, but we do actually have some different news. A BMW did not win the race for once. What? Yes, I You're know. Me. Be still, my beating heart. Um, Last week, Nick Tandy and his Porsche 911 um, took the overall win by 2.845 seconds. Um, wow, over, Tandy doing Tandy things. Yes, over Ringo Sprenga and his BMW M8. So Well, good on them. I know they got some a lot of help from uh, sim racers on that one in particular because I know the engineer's been having a hard time. And to be honest with you, I think the BMW's a bit OP when it comes to the i iRacing side of things so to achieve that and rely on sim racing help as opposed to just strictly your Porsche engineers that's a good shout out to all of us out there that are really into sim racing yep Tandy apparently has become the first non-BMW to finish on the podium the four races to date of this series Um, yep first non-BMW win so good on him yeah and also shout out to Robert Wickens who made his series debut finished 29th and of course, the next round of the this series takes place tonight um, at the virtual VIR, um, starting at six p.m. <laughs> Eastern. I don't know why I just found that funny the way you said that. Yeah, the virtual VIR. Yeah, the virtual VIR um, starts at six p.m. Eastern. So allowed me to do math in my head for that. That's eleven p.m. for the UK and um, three p.m. for the um, east, or sorry, the western side of the United States. So the left coast. Yeah. So coming up at to the show, I believe at well four thirty our time, ten thirty for everybody else um, is when they start the Michelin pre-race show. So be sure to listen now for that. Excellent. Yes. Um, couple other things. Oh, the last uh, real world series virtual equivalent whatever. <laughs> um, I swear every time we do this segment the name gets longer and changes to be even more complicated to try to explain what we're talking about um, SRO series continues to go on um, Ben Better Better Cult I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his last name I think it's 
I want to say Barnacote is how Barnacote. you pronounce his name. Yeah. I want to say that's how it is. I'm, I'm waiting for the uh, Twitter backlash here. Oh, of course. So. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ben <laughs> won sorry. the most recent round at the Nurburgring. Um, he is a factory McLaren GT driver, so um, did win the race <laughs> in his McLaren 720S GT3, only less than a second ahead of the Porsche 911 of you know, Louis Deltres. Deltres? Oh, Louis Deltres yeah. got in there, okay. Yeah. So th- just to clarify things on this one, this is for the uh, Pro Series, correct? Not the... Uh... The Challenge Series that's going on over here in the States? This is the Pro Series, I believe. Make, okay. make sure yeah. I pull up the right. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, they, unfortunately, it's yeah, kind of been Pro throwing series. us off on the show. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, they haven't been marketing the names on these very well, and they've made them to where they sound like they're the same series whenever they advertise them on any news outlet that you watch on it. Yeah. Uh, the Challenger Series is the one for North America. Yes. Which uses all the Pirelli World Challenge North American guys. Um, and, um, wow, completely drew a blank on what they're calling this. It's the Pro Series that we know of, but what is it that they're actually calling it? Just the Pirelli World Challenge Championship, isn't it? Or uh, the virtual I'm World not, Challenge? Not entirely sure. See, again, and this is the problem is that they're not marketing this very well toward not even I can recall the name offhand, and I've read every news outlet there is on this. So, but the Challenger series I know is the North American one, which High Cutter is absolutely dominating. And the other series, which is the Pro Series, which they just had qualifying for the Am Cup, which has it's three races series all in one. It's so confusing. I'm gonna, I'm just going to stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you want more information about the SRO series, you can go to their esports website and check that out. Um, Moving on to a couple of updates and new content for your various favorite sim races. Um, of course, North Wilkes-Barre was, was released on iRacing. Um, I don't believe there's a confirmed date for the um, new Legends cars to be added to the game. I, I believe the thought is that will be a, the next season change, which is... In the I would imagine it would be. I think yeah. they were in a hurry to get the track out because there were, or the NASCAR E Series wanted to race there before they went back to racing. Yeah. In the real world, this like this past weekend. Yeah. Um. Oh, race room. We don't really talk about race room on this show. Um. But race room has released its first major content items for their three to play experience. Um. The 2019 Porsche 911 RSR and Daytona International Speedway have been added to the show. Um, oh, congratulations. You've caught up with every other game there is. <laughs> um, it's been, apparently this car has been expected to join the sim for a while. Um, the car will come with several liveries from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship Series, which you can buy for $4.31. You can, and your, you can convert that to your own changes. Um, your own exchange rate. Currency. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the Daytona, which will cost $5.38, um, includes both, of course, the Robo version and the motorcycle variant. But apparently it does not include an oval variant. At least That's interesting. 
No, which you I'll mentioned wait, motorcycle no, variant which... as well, but it's not currently supported at the sim at this time. Uh huh. Mm. So you mentioned co- motorcycle com- or variant. Which one are you talking about? Is it the one that they included on Forza or yeah, that one? The one that they no longer use anymore. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of. It was a terrible layout to begin with, and I think they only used it for two years, and they never touched it again. Yeah, and we racing anything larger than, say, like a um, motorcycle car or a motorcycle was not exactly a fun experience. I've gone too wide in muscle cars on that layout on the Forza um, multiplayer lobby, and I've ended up in the grass many times. It's... A bit ridiculous of a layout, to be honest, to try to put cars on, too. Yes. However, you can get my some opinion. insane speeds. Yeah. Anyway, um, out, moving out. on to Assetto Corsa Competizione, or Assetto Corsa Calzone, as I lovingly referred to it, um, had another release. Uh, we are in version 1.4 now, and that adds new additional um, functionality to create special events, including a New special events UI and new, and this is the, my favorite part of this update, new driver customization features. So now in a set of course of competizione, you can now change the driver gear that you are wearing. And from what I've been seeing, it's much more um, customizable than the Forza version where it's, you can pick this suit or this suit or this suit. It's, okay, I want my suit to be this color. And have this sponsor on it, but yeah, I don't though. I don't believe it's not nearly as in depth as GT Sports version of this. No, definitely not. Mm-hmm. Um, or iRacing for that matter, because iRacing well, iRacing customize all that stuff as well. But um, I don't really include iRacing in this because you do all of that kind of stuff outside of the game. You do, yeah. Yeah, I I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, um, this is in-game functionality that allows you to do that. Um, yeah, so but it's nowhere near as in-depth as Gran Turismo, so you're right. Yeah. Um, the, Similar concept, and what actually what I do like about it is that because uh, you can have co-drivers in it, yep. albeit it's just simply it changes the name on it. You still control your co-drivers in the game. What I do like about it is that you can kind of give the co-driver... I say that with air quotes, mm-hmm. a personality of their own to where they can have a different helmet than you or a different suit yeah. or what have you. Yeah. And unfortunately, Which, I actually it's kind of cool, but it's, I haven't been yeah. able to get my hands on this as much because Matt and Jordan have sucked me into the world. If I said, of course, uh, the original mod. So I've been spending a lot of time playing with that. Yeah, since, yeah. Since the last show, I've downloaded Daytona. I've downloaded Bird America, Road Atlanta, Riverside. I know how. Oh, that's fine. Tell them what. Tell the listeners what you downloaded just before we came on air. Um, what thing did I download just right before we came on air? I downloaded the Mercedes. Huh? The massive skin pack for Mercedes yes. that you were tooting about. Yes, <laughs> I, I downloaded a skin pack that you can find in the race department. That it's all of the HTTP uh, skins for the. Newer Mercedes AMG. I also downloaded one before that that was all the Black Falcon versions of that. I think I think the game sucked them in, dear listener. Yeah, yeah, it's fully sucked me in. Anyway, um, going back to Calzone, um, they've also done other things like um, 
fix potential hung issue with Thrustmaster wheels. Um, that might explain a lot of my difficulty. <laughs> I, I never had a hang-up issue with my Thrustmaster in particular, but I, I might have been one of the few far between. So mm -hmm. um, They've updated various things like fine-tuning of slick tire wear, fine-tuning of stick tire tearing slash graining, um, improvements in the Lamborghini Huracan GT3 Evo suspension, um, improvements to, in BMW M6 GT3 Aero, but again, I'm not going to read the whole patch notes, so you can find them online if you want to read all of them, but um, definitely a good addition to the game. But so, of course, Competition is just going to keep getting better and better and better, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit the... The driver editor part, it's a cool little thing, but it's, to me, that was a little bit unnecessary, in my opinion. Mm. That, that, that's going to be the major talking point of this particular update, and it's not the other stuff, which, to me, is a far greater improvement. Yeah. But but things look pretty now. They do look pretty now, yeah. Mm. That's All always two the seconds say you're going to get a glimpse of it whenever you're spanning through the menu and you happen to catch a glimpse of inside of your car in particular on the menu. Yeah. Anyway, um, some little information about Assetto Corsa before I throw it to Louis, Louis for some R Factor 2 news. Um, Assetto <laughs> Corsa is now available for 40% off on the Humble Humble Bundle, which is essentially like wholesale. Yeah, it, it's essentially wholesale video game. Seller, so you can get it for 40% off now. So if you're um, interested in ACC at all, for the next 10 days, it will be available for twenty or for 23.99 euros. I believe that symbol is. Actually, that's per that's pretty good uh, money well spent there, if you ask me. Actually. Yeah. If you want a it, it is a brilliant game. I, yeah. It's twenty. Taken away from the it's basically twenty-four had, bucks. <laughs> it. Yeah. And, that's a great deal, actually. Yeah. Does that include the IGTC pack as well? Uh, I don't believe it does. It, so actually. it's just the base game then? Yeah. The ITTC pack is available on that website as well, but it's $15. So, well, Even still, I mean, it's you can get both of those for the price of the, what the actual game costs. I think that's actually a pretty good deal. So, All right. Louie, R-Factor 2 news. Yes. A um, few updates. And actually... What was it? A Porsche Cup car got a massive update, but leading up to that Porsche Cup car update, uh, welcome back to modding Endu Racers, which anybody who's been a huge R-Factor fan knows that they had a massive mod that they had for R-Factor 1, which they started to transfer over to R-Factor 2 with some modernization stuff, but it seemed to have lost interest, and I think the last thing leading up to this particular mod that they released, which I will tell you in a second, was uh, some year and a half and there was no activity on their website and everybody started to think that they were gone and done and then using Studio 397 which is the developer of R-Factor 2 using their cup car which they just updated they released a Porsche Super Cup mod so basically you can get the Globe or the Mobile One Super Cup and the French Super Cup initially and then they updated the car and now you can also get the Great Britain Super Cup Porsche so good fun little series there and I think each one of those series comes with some 24 odd livery so in total I mean it, albeit it's a spec car but 
get a lot more liveries with it and do a lot more different racing with it. Yeah. I I've already been doing too many sims now that I think that R Factor 2 would just kind of break my brain just because it's like, oh, I can do this and this Such game and this and this game. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, search your feelings, Williams. Trying to do a Star Wars thing, but mm-hmm. clearly that fell on its face there. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Oh, anyway, wow. um, in the last six minutes of the show, um, I do want to talk about some tour news. Um, last six minutes? Really? Has it already gone up by that fast? It has, yes. Wow. Eric took up some time and was good in-depth conversation. I completely lost track of time. Yes. But we have Torah news. We do have Torah news. Um, this is two weeks in a row. Yes. Well, we didn't really talk oh, about Torah news last week December. because... Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Jordan, Matt and Jordan got me on a rant about Forza, so... Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway, um, Forza, or Torah news. So we did announce a couple weeks ago that we will be having our Le Mans 24-hour um, race on June 6th, and that we are having several... Um, car caps and entry caps in place just because uh, we've been seeing a huge boost in numbers during this time, um, whether that's related to COVID or whether that's related to um, our series just becoming more popular. I like to think that it's the latter, but it's probably the former. Um, I'm going to say yes to both. Yeah, it's probably a little bit of both. Anyway, um, we decided to cap everything to 100 entries, so 100 cars, because having a 24-hour race with 100 cars, just I don't think the manpower exists to be able to do that on Forza, just because of the way we have to do it when using Forza Motorsports, because it's not ideally designed to be able to have a series like this or a race like this. So, so if I'm not mistaken, that would be, you're looking to do five lobbies of twenty. Five lobbies of twenty is the plan. Yes. Anyway, um, so we published all of these limits well in advance. Um, we released the BOP um, last week, and we opened the registration for this last Saturday. Within five minutes, we had. At least 60 cars signed up. Within five minutes. Within five minutes. Um, within... Oh, those four people that I had to type in on the registration list. Yes. Four... Oh, yes. wow. And again, thank you to my staff for helping me with that. And by helping yeah, good me, shout I mean, out to them. you mostly did all of it, and I just kind of stood there and penned out of the whole situation. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably one guy ready to go, and he's like, uh, guys? Pretty much. Um, for those who don't know, when you pen out the situation, that means you stand around and stare at it while someone else does it. Um, and that is, of course, a joke on the expense of the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation. Anyway. Um, hey, your state, not mine. Yeah. I'm sure Ford's not better. Anyway, so um, <laughs> basically, the long and short of it is we had the full car list filled within 12 hours. Wow. Yeah. So there's at least one of every car. There. Well, I can tell you the list as of right now. We currently have 15 R18s and 15 919s because we limited those to um, 15 each, so 30. 
Um, we have 13 MA GTEs, 13 Corvette C7Rs, 13 458 Italias, 13 Ford GTLMs, 8 Astons, and 10 Porsche 911 RSRs. So wow. if you do the math, that is more than 100. So we do have... A so reserve... we're going to have some eliminations is what you're saying. Yeah. We do have a reserve list going. Um, for... So if a team does drop out, we can pull another team in that's on the reserve list. Um, we also have gained quite a interest from the Forza Racing Championship crowd. Um, THR has entered a 919 team um, with their full team as well as um, ESV Scottson, who Scott has had success at Le Mans before, considering he won it last year. There's also several SVR teams. There's several teams for GTR, PGT, SSR, Inertia Garage, so IG. There's cars from DOR. There's cars from Rise Motorsports. There's cars from everywhere, basically, at this point. So it's looking to be a massive <laughs> event when this is all said and done. No kidding. Yeah. So if you're listening and you are currently one of the teams on the reserve list, please be patient. Um, if there's anything that a track record that I've seen from hosting these as time goes on, there will be a team that implodes from within at some point during this whole event. So you'll probably be able to be moved into the list unfortunately though that 100 cars is our hard cap um we've occasionally raised it or lowered it depending on the demand um but <laughs> um having more than five lobbies at Lama for 24 hours just sounds like a administrative nightmare and see what you signed yourself up for there sir yes yes i do <laughs> Well, I'm the race director, too, so it's... See what you signed yourself up for, sir. Yes. When I was on the Forza Monthly show uh, back in January, um, the host, Kate, at the time asked me, do you hate sleep? Well, do you? Apparently, I do. Um, I think you do. Yeah. So be sure to listen to the Tory Radio Show for more information about Le Mans as we get closer to it. Um, I'm sure that the week of our race will be doing some type of special um, entry rundown, talking about uh, who we expect to win, who do we think is going to be the underdogs here, and um, how we expect the race to go. And if you want even more Ready Woman content, and let's face it, you do, be sure to tune in this Saturday, May 23rd. Graventic is offering an open invitation to competitors across the globe to join and compete in a celebratory 12-hour iRacing event at Monza. There will be four classes, GT3, Porsche Cup, GT4, and TCR. Each class winner will be receiving a free set courtesy of the 24-hour series longtime partner, Hankook Tires. Winning drivers will also receive what Graventic referred to as bespoke trophies whatever that means uh, coverage for both qualifying and the race will be streamed live on race spot and the 24-hour series official youtube channels and will of course feature your favorite commentators from radio Lama. the green flag for the race will drop at 11 a.m british summertime or for 
the Americans to be able to transpose that 6 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So that officially about does it for this edition of the Tory Radio Show. Um, I'd like to thank Eric for, again, coming on and sharing his opinions about this whole sim racing thing that we have going on right now. Um, thank you, Lily, for being my ever... What's the word I want to use here? Um, Good question. <laughs> <laughs> my ever faithful companion on these U.S. shows. Uh, Matt and Jordan will be back next week with another special guest for the U.K. version of this. And who knows, I might be tagging along for the ride. So, that's been another show. Bye for now. This program is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.